The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. May 2015 saw Ireland become the first country to legalise same-sex marriage through a popular vote. Eight years on, with the rise in hate crimes and barriers to parental rights, how is life for LGBT plus people in Ireland? Well, joining me now is Dr Brian Tobin, lecturer in family and child law at the School of Law at the University of Galway and author of the book The Legal Recognition of Same-Sex Relationships, Emerging Families in Ireland and Beyond. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, um, one would have thought with the marriage uh, referendum, in spite of any of the acrimony that surrounded the campaigning, it was passed and handsomely passed, so the problems should evaporate. Yes, Pat. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realise is that marriage equality for same-sex couples, as wonderful as it was that that came about in 2015, it did not automatically lead to equal parental rights for same-sex couples in respect of any children they are raising. Um, Where are the anomalies? So the anomalies lie in the fact that although legislation was commenced on the 4th of May 2020 that recognises certain female same-sex parents um, as parents of their donor-conceived children, the legislation does not encompass all donor conception arrangements and as I'm sure you're aware it does not encompass surrogacy um, because that's something that is due to be legislated for hopefully later this year but at the moment there is no legislation in place regulating either surrogacy that takes place in Ireland or surrogacy arrangements that have taken place abroad. Now in the case of a a same-sex couple be it uh, two men or two women who is entitled to Uh, if you like, the classic parental rights that uh, a heterosexual couple have always enjoyed? Yes. So with a female same-sex couple, the birth mother would be recognised as a parent um, and guardian of the child, but the uh, co-mother or second female parent um, cannot be recognised as a parent in certain situations. Now, as I say, Some donor conception arrangements are provided for under legislation, but arrangements like home insemination, for example, uh, this is a practiced and popular method of assisted reproduction um, among female same-sex couples. Because it takes place outside of the clinical setting, it is not covered by the uh, legislation that was commenced in 2020, Mm. because that only applies to donor conception that takes place in donor-assisted human reproduction facilities. Mm. Um, Might be difficult to regulate all of that, you know, if there's uh, nobody there to testify what happened. I mean, in a, in a say, in a, a heterosexual uh, couple situation, uh, the, the woman clearly who gives birth is uh, the mother and the father will be nominally the father, will be legally the father, uh, but it can, in any event it can be checked out using DNA. Exactly, and that is the difficulty with regulating uh, the home insemination scenario, Pat, because... Um, because none of it is formalised, so to speak. Um, people can use, for example, anonymous donor sperm in these arrangements as well, um, which can frustrate the child's right to knowledge of genetic identity also. Um, it is, of course, easier for the state and, and perhaps in some ways legitimate for the state to say that it will regulate only those arrangements that take place in clinical settings. Similarly, with surrogacy arrangements, there are um, legal and ethical concerns when moving to regulate those as well. Mm. 
Um, in terms of uh, a birth mother uh, and that you say in a same-sex female relationship um, the birth mother is uh, deemed the mother of the child and has all the parental rights um, there have been cases where the egg is provided by the other person and it, it goes into gestation in the first person so it's not that her is. own egg uh, that is uh, results in the child being born it is in fact the egg of her partner Yes, and this is called shared motherhood or reciprocal IVF. And it's also um, increasingly popular among female same-sex couples where one woman in the relationship, by providing the egg that is used to form the embryo, is the genetic mother. And then the other woman carries that embryo and she is the birth mother. So in a sense, they are both mothers. However, the legislation does not recognise prospective shared motherhood arrangements, um, which again could be remedied by amendments to the legislation. But as it stands, any arrangements like that that take place in Irish clinics since 2020 um, are not recognised by the legislation because the donor and a parent cannot be one and the same person. Uh, okay, now then let's move on to the men. I mean, neither of the men can actually have the baby. Um, so mm-hmm. who gets parental rights in that situation? Is it the, 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 the donor, the sperm donor, so when- either of the two? Uh, Whether it's a same-sex couple or opposite-sex couple that avails of surrogacy, the genetic father, the man in the relationship, whether same-sex or opposite-sex, who provides the sperm, will, like any other father, be recognised as a parent by seeking a declaration of parentage from the courts. And he can also apply to the courts for guardianship as well. However... Specifically speaking about a same-sex couple, a male same-sex couple, the co-father or non-genetic father, if you you want to call him that, um, cannot be recognised as a parent. um, Because, as I say, there's simply no legislation in place to regulate surrogacy arrangements at the moment. The other thing to point out, Pat, is that uh, guardianship, which is not legal parentage, but does grant a person the right to make big, important decisions in respect of a child, that can only be applied for by a co-mother or a co-father um, after two years. They must have shared with the birth mother or genetic father uh, responsibility for the child's day-to-day care for a minimum period of two years. So if anything were to happen to the birth mother in the female same-sex relationship or the genetic father in the male same-sex relationship in the early months or years of the child's life, the co-mother or co-father is neither a parent nor a guardian, and that can, of course, have significant mm. consequences. Sure, and indeed, uh, if someone does not uh, have total parental rights, uh, 100%, uh, it means the child cannot benefit from a legacy from that uh, parent uh, as they would from uh, someone who's legally recognised uh, as the parent. Uh, there is another area, probably too complex to go into, but transgender uh, parentage, Uh, Is there anything in the law to cope with that? Um, In Ireland at present, uh, to my knowledge, um, a a trans person, um, if if a trans man um, were to give birth to a child, um, I I don't think that person can currently be recognised as the child's father, so to speak. I I think under Irish law as it currently stands, um, you know, they would be recognised as a mother, despite being legally a trans male. Um, But there are developments elsewhere. Um, Sweden was one of the first in 2018 to recognise a a trans man who gives birth 
as the child's legal father. So perhaps Ireland might uh, follow suit in time. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Dr. Brian Tobin, lecturer in family and child law at the School of Law at the University of Galway and uh, who is author of the book The Legal Recognition of Same-Sex Relationships, Emerging Families in Ireland and Beyond. Uh, Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.